Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Business and Books with Molly McCord. It is October 30th, 2017. And I have some updates to tell you. Uh, One is that I have established that this show will have a new episode every Monday. Uh, I've looked at my schedule, I've looked at my current commitments and clients and just my life and, you know, I've tried to fit this in. Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time is when I am planning to do this live broadcast every week. So you can put that on your calendar. Just know that every Monday there's a new episode. Um, It's possible that I will have impromptu episodes later on in the week. Uh, If I have something I really need to say or get out there, I'll do those additional episodes. And also I have to ask for your uh, understanding in advance that there could be some Mondays that I am delayed in the program. And that's because I also um, work at home and I have a child and I have to make some uh, adaptations with my life at times because of him. So uh, otherwise, this will be the new schedule every Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Thank you so much for listening as this show gets started and underway. I really hope that each episode can help you help you hone in on some of these deeper things that go on within our entrepreneurial lives, within our creative space, and, and give you some clarity, inspiration, motivation, hope, you know, that sense of revival. Um, we work alone a lot or in our heads a lot. And just to open it up a bit, right, to bring in some fresh air can make all the difference. Now, I have my little agenda here of what we're going to talk about today. Today's show is about who are you in business for? And, of course, the first things you think of would be, oh, my clients, my customers, my readers, you know, the people who I have products for that I can help Well, guess what? I'm going to go a little deeper than that because there's more going on here than meets the eye. Now, last week, uh, we did a deep dive show around Brian, who was my willing case study about how he realized that a lot of his business and his entrepreneurial stuff actually connected to family matters, family obligations, family conditioning, and and it was really that, you know, big, tangled mess of stuff. And so please listen to that show um, because it will really, you know, get you thinking about some stuff in your own life. And I'm going to come back and visit more about Brian and some of the follow-up stuff with that pretty soon. What I wanted to do, though, really quickly is that at times I, I get these visuals that I see as a movie, like you're looking at something, you just see a movie going by. And I'm just going to share with you what I am seeing because I believe it's timely. I believe it's for a reason. I also believe that the people who listen to this program, who connect to what I'm sharing, understand this or can relate to this. And it's not for everybody, um, I'm not somebody who tries to be for everybody. I just know that the right people that I can assist will show up and connect with this information. So what I was seeing uh, before I went live here was 
a boneyard. <laughs> that can sound chilling, I know. And it's not just because it's Halloween or All Saints Day. Um, I was, it was a boneyard of all this stuff that's ended. And it's like you can stand in the boneyard of your business or you can stand in the boneyard of your life and you look at all this stuff, it's dead, it's complete, there's nothing left, it's over. And you can see all these things that maybe they are disappointments. They are the failures. They're the stuff you thought would be something and it wasn't. Um, It's the stuff that is ultimately complete. And this can happen on different levels. I mean, it can happen on a project or, you know, something that you thought was going to take off and you lost energy for it, right? You just didn't want to do that anymore. You didn't want to go in that direction. Um, it can be a bigger sense about a business idea not coming to fruition or you're just done with it or a, a book that you thought would be really awesome and now you're like, no, I just don't think this is it. It's something that's ending. And so I got this <laughs> the view of the boneyard. And, you know, when you're standing in a boneyard and you look at everything that's complete you often miss the one thing that matters the most in that boneyard which is that you're not complete you're alive like you're the only living you're this living amazing being standing in the boneyard and so it isn't about focusing on those external deaths and completions it's about coming back to what's inside yourself still, that's what's still alive, what still has a heartbeat, you know, what still has a pulse, the part of you that regroups and comes back to yourself. And I feel like something here around, we get so focused on that because um, being an entrepreneur can be, it's really hard and you know that more than anybody else, but it's also really amazing, really rewarding. You get a lot of great things along the way, but we have these phases at times where things have to end. And last week uh, I was talking, you know, about Brian and I just saw this tower crashing. Like that's the visual I got last week of a tower crashing down because it was just some some things that he had built up were not meant to be sustainable because the foundation wasn't strong enough. And so now when you think about this boneyard of things, it's like, again, okay, this stuff is all complete, and yet you're not complete. You know, you're always changing, and you always have more within you. And I felt that, you know, sometimes the foundation, we can we can build up a foundation of something, and we forget what was underneath that foundation in the first place? Like, what was the original dream? What was the original purpose? What was the original intention in establishing that foundation? And I feel it's a time to come back to that, that if something didn't happen or you, you know, were spinning your wheels and you went off in one direction and not another, just come back to center. Come back to what is your true intention and reconnect with that. And maybe you do have to sit in it. But this is so important because when you are working for yourself, your energy, your intentions, everything you bring to the table is ultimately, ultimately your foundation for what you're doing. It's you. It's your dream. It's your passion. It's your goals, your ambitions. But 
it's even more than that inside. There's something here that really represents you and your life and what matters to you and what you value. And coming back to that place where you think, well, this is what I really valued in the first place. And so maybe the tower came crashing down. Okay, great, got those lessons, got the wisdom, learned my lessons, doing some healing, understand it, and maybe it's challenging. Yes, yes, yes. But then you come back to saying, okay, what is it that I really want right now? And this usually requires more reflection, inner time, silence, searching, looking. But the answers are always within you, and we know that. That's why it's a cliche. That's why it's a worn-out cliche is because it's true. So you come back to you, and you come back to, well, who am I in business for? Well, you are in business for yourself because you believe there's something you have that can support, benefit, uh, you know, prosper other people but also because there's something within you that you know has value. So what has value within yourself? And we can really get off track with this stuff because we think it's money. We think it's status. We think it's certain things externally. And maybe that is for you. But I think people who listen to this show know that I don't put up with that. It's like, no, you're so much more than that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't put up with that. I mean the sense that you people are usually deeper than that. Like you've seen how that plays out. Money comes and goes. And yeah, you want it to stay. You want your, you know, we need money. But it's not about the money ultimately. Maybe it's that feeling. Maybe it's that sense of this is where I feel strong in myself. And so you take that part of you and you're like, okay, I'm going to put this in my business. I'm going to, I want to monetize this. I want to offer this to people. I want to you know, do something in the real world with that intention, that energy, that focus. And that's what our, the biz, a business is a vehicle for, if that's your intention, if that's what's important to you and what you value. It isn't for everybody. But those, uh, that just isn't the audience I connect, I, I'm probably connecting with right now. There's probably something in you that's looking for a little bit more, a little bit deeper, because that's, it's, it reminds you to be in alignment with yourself. And so when I think about the boneyard, well, those represent parts of you that at one time served a purpose and at one time were in alignment with you and showed you more about options, possibilities. Oh, I'll go this path, maybe that path. And now it's all complete, or that idea is complete, that project's complete. And you come back, and you start again. And I'm one of these crazy people. I love change. I love change. Some people, I know people hate change. And they hate having to, you know, do something new or do something different because this is what works or this is what I have everything invested in. Change is so awesome. It supports you. It's it's meant what we're meant to do, right? Think of just the physical body growing from when you were an infant to now. It's like you're meant to change. You're meant to continue growing, and we get wrapped up in what security is. But I don't think security ever leaves. It just changes into a different form. So you have this understanding that 
whatever is really true for you, you'll take it forward. And you don't have to carry those bones. <laughs> you don't have to carry anything else. So I just trust that this is the message that I need to say this week because I know that there is some big stuff coming up for people and it can be confusing because you just stay focused on all those dang bones. And at some point, it's just too much. It's too heavy. And you are you have to come back to you and come back to what matters to you and what uplifts you and what inspires you. So when we talk about being in business and who are you in business for, well, we always say it's for our clients or we say it's for our you know, customers, people we can benefit and serve. It's usually a big word, people we can serve, people we can help. So I have a story for you. And this is a uh, more of a high-level story, we'll call it. Um, but back over, over 10 years ago, I was um, getting my master's degree in international relations and diplomacy, and I was doing my thesis work. Uh, a you know big research project on how international aid is effective for developing countries through technology and other resources. Now keep in mind, a thesis is usually really has a really wordy title because there's a lot you're trying to get into, um, convey your your work in in one title, and so. It's hard to sum it up, but essentially the research was in how can technology and other resources be a benefit to developing countries. And I was doing case studies and deep research on how international organizations were doing that effectively or how they were missing the mark. And time and again, there were numerous instances where these companies, organizations, didn't really understand the needs of who they were trying to benefit. For example, uh, now keep in mind this is now like 10 or 12 years ago, there was this wonderful, amazing idea to create a laptop for $100 and to take this $100 laptop and be able to bring it to tribal villages and, uh, and, and countries where it's deep poverty to help them accelerate their literacy and their education, um, to help them with education, to help them, uh, you know, essentially get more education than they would otherwise. And so it was developed, these $100 laptops were developed and brought to rural populations and tested. Does this help? What are the results? What, are, what, are, what happens when uh, kids have access to this information? And of course, from a mostly Western point of view, it's like, oh, it's going to be great. They're going to learn faster. They're going to um, step up and be able to have more opportunities. And, you know, you think of all these wins. Well, guess what? When you bring in a laptop to populations that are barely getting by on $100 a year, much less a $100 laptop, it is a game changer, but not in the ways you think. Because first of all, these rural villages don't have electricity. So it has to be a solar powered. Where are you going to keep these laptops at night so they don't get looted and stolen? You're assuming that they understand English. And if they don't understand English, then you need software that translates to 
their native language. Um, you're making assumptions that this is exactly what they want, but what if in their uh, culture it's a more oral culture where they tell stories and they sing songs, and, and what does a laptop do to add to that? Um, what can a laptop do to help them with what they really need if there's so many concepts that are Western, you know, Westernized or European or American that really don't fit with their everyday life? And so the laptop comes to be this dud because it doesn't suit their needs. It doesn't help with what their lifestyle is, what they're really looking to change or advance in their everyday lives. So there's some instances where this um, case study was successful, and there's other instances, instances where it was not. And, and the idea here is to look at how these organizations did not understand who they were in business for. They had these other projects called Millennial Villages as part of the United Nations uh, Millennial uh, Development Goals, which was a 15-year program starting in 2000 until 2015 that was working with the poorest of the poor around the globe. And so right away, that's the segment. I mean, you can measure poverty with different statistics, but the poorest of the poor um, is working with, you know, the people who need the most help, whether the, the most desperate need, the most survival, whatever. And they have it broken down into eight different categories. Each category was qualifiable and quantifiable. So you could measure where improvement was happening, where it was not happening. Um, and each, uh, there, the eight millennial goals were based on what that country or that area desperately needed. So it could be... Um, really fine-tuned to their needs. And so the, the research here was in, in all these ways that the poorest of the poor could be elevated and have more of their needs met with various resources. And there's a lot of ways it fell short, and there's a lot of ways it succeeded. Because through the research and statistics, you understood what, what stuck and what helped. But it's a very slow process because you're, you're bringing in information, resources, programs to people who are having to adapt to a lot of change. And what this program showed was that you have to be much more adaptable than you realize to help people. You have to be much more focused on their needs than your own at times. You have to really do the research to get to what they need what is effective, what matters, what makes a difference, and what is actually a setback. And, and it's, a, it's all these different things around the cultural beliefs and the religious beliefs and daily life and ancestors. And I mean, it brings up a lot. Looking at how to be effective for people in this bigger sense here. You don't know yet until you've been doing the research, you've been uh, in the field, so to speak. You've really been putting in the time. Uh, you've had some wins. You've had some losses. You've had some success. You've had some failures. You've had this sense of, okay, I, I, you know, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. That's business. <laughs> that is business. And that is what we are constantly needing to evaluate and realign with. So with this 
research I did, you know, years ago. It's understanding how the business, the when a business is not hitting its intended target or its intended outcomes, you go back to the drawing board and you research and you look at what needs to be altered, what needs to change. And being open to that, being flexible with that. Now we take this on down to a smaller, more personal scale with a solopreneur, entrepreneur, um, someone who's doing everything on their own. And you can take that personally. And you can think, I failed. You can think, I didn't do it right. You could have had all this pressure on yourself to get it right or that you knew exactly the outcome you wanted. It's sort of like you we can carry the weight of we can carry the weight on our shoulders and because it's so close to our hearts or because it really matters to us and we really believe in it, it becomes too personal. You have to step back and understand that there's going to be things you need to adapt and change. There are things that you are never going to foresee in advance. There are times you might fall flat on your face and you'll have to get right back up. There are might times when you have the best idea in the world and nobody responds. You have to be adaptable and you have to be willing to stay in that place in a way that also doesn't put out your own fire. So when you look at who you are in business for, you say, oh, I really want to serve my clients and help them feel better or improve their lives or, um, you know, or maybe it's what you want to make money doing what you love. It's never that linear line. And it always comes back to understanding, okay, anything that zigs and zags is only going to make me stronger in my determination, in my willpower, in my desire um, to make this real. And that is a mind game, right, that we play with ourselves. Like we have to become mentally stronger without it feeling overly personal. And it can be an interesting seesaw at times when you go back and forth between that. So when you are looking at how you are moving your business forward, know that you'll have to be adjusting, you'll have to stay adaptable, and you'll have to be ready for change. Because most most of what's happening on a deeper level is that your business is really a journey about yourself. Now last week I talked about Brian and how uh, he is a weekend entrepreneur. He does have a, what we'll call a quote-unquote real job in an office, Monday through Friday. And we talked last week about his discovery process, that he was in business more for his family, his mom, um, uh, for certain things that he wasn't even aware of. It was all this unconscious conditioning and programming, and it was too much. You know, it got to the point where it was too much for him, and he had to put up some big boundaries that, you know, he's worked really hard for his success, and he doesn't owe anyone anything, especially a lot of his paycheck. <laughs> he doesn't have to give them 
it's like he was surrounded by entitled people, and it really helped satisfy a part of his ego, that being recognized as wealthy, as generous, as the status of I can provide all this, I can take care of all these people, I can take everybody out to dinner. Um, He was even like, Molly, I was on the verge of taking everyone out on a vacation, like a big vacation, and we were going to rent a house, and I wanted to go to one of these islands, and he's like, I stopped that. He's like, I couldn't believe it, because I, I came back to the fact that it wasn't even about the money. And I was like, yay, Brian, you're right. It's not about the money, but the money is teaching you about the energy dynamics here, the relationship dynamics. So Brian then took this understanding into his real-world job and looked at how he was overly compensating for people, not holding them accountable, uh, letting some people off the hook, uh, granting special favors for some people and not for others. Like He just looked at his own inconsistencies in relationships because he was gauging on one level what he was receiving from these relationships and how they would feel good to his ego. So let me tell you, Brian's had a big overhaul here of what, um, of how he conducts business and who he is in business for. And he's changed it around where he's like, okay, am I doing this for approval? Am I doing this for validation? Am I doing this for recognition? Like, what is my intention? What is my intention with my choices or my generosity or my decisions? And who, who am I doing it for? So this comes around here to our topic of who are you in business for? And Brian had to rework this in his head first that he wants, he loves what he does as an entrepreneur and he finds a lot of joy in that. He likes making money and he likes his success um, and he wants people who appreciate him on a personal level more so than people who are who are trying to get something from him in other ways. So he's really reworked like who he's in business for because he's like I know I'm in business for myself, but I also understand now how I was actually you know just working for other people in an unhealthy way. So he's had great clarity about that. And what I would ask of you to consider is in your own business, in your own world, what is your deeper conditioning and programming around your motivation and your needs in your business? And what is your need? Is your need for recognition? Is your need for public status? Is your need from other people um, approval or you know, the, certain kinds of validation? And none of these things are bad. They're not bad. It's just determining if they're healthy or unhealthy. If you feel like too, it's, it's almost like is 70% of it outside of yourself and only 30% inside of yourself? And if so, that's where you have to rework it so that you have 70% validation within yourself and 30% outside of yourself. 70% recognition within yourself, 70%, you know, or more, <laughs> or higher, 
but same with the approval. And that's saying, okay, I really helped some people today, or I did really great with sales today, and I feel really good about that, and I'm going to recognize myself. Or, or, you know, very, just very honestly and candidly understand that you put a lot of work into getting to that point, and you want to also enjoy that you did it and you created it. I think that the unhealthy patterns show up when we put too much stuff outside of us. And we know this, right? You know this. You haven't heard this. You've heard this before. I'm not the first person to say this. But we forget. And we don't understand how we're doing it. Or we don't recognize how we're doing it. And so we come back. This is really an invitation to come back to center for yourself. And make sure that you're validating yourself. You're recognizing yourself. You're understanding what you've created or what you've done in your business and on your journey that you feel really good about. You know, getting back to the whole boneyards thing, you know, you, it's so easy to just look at what didn't work and what didn't happen or what failed or what was a disappointment that you forget all the other stuff. I was just having a conversation with somebody too. I think it was a friend of mine. And I was telling her something about her accomplishments. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember more specifics. Anyways, and she was, she'd forgotten. She had forgotten. Oh, I know what we were doing. We were at happy hour, and she was, we were talking about it, and she's like, it was really good to be validated by my coworkers because I had forgotten my successes. Yeah, we do that, don't we? Because we're always maybe focused on the next thing or the next goal, the next achievement, and you forget what you've done so far. And so it would be really smart to somewhere keep a list of those achievements, of those things that you're proud of, of what you've accomplished, um, big or small, whatever matters to you. Because that's going to show you that you've been successful, that you've gotten things done, that you've you know, made progress. It's also going to show you what matters to you. And, you know, you can be in business for a long time and something matters to you five years ago that you don't care about now. Well, that's good to know, too. It's good to recognize that, too. And so when it comes back to what we do every day, it's like, well, you have to understand that you're the heart of this. And you're the pulse of it. And you're the light of it. And are you feeding that to yourself? Because you are in business for you at a deeper level. And this is that deeper unconscious stuff uh, that eventually can come up to our conscious awareness. And I, I tell you, it makes a huge difference because you can then start your own inner motivation, like your own inner fire. You're like, yeah, this is what I really, this is what matters to me. And and the reason why I was telling you that case study story about the hundred dollar laptop was because. Yes, you can have the fire and the desire and the intention to make an improvement, but stay loose with it. Stay open to it. Stay flexible to improving it. It's always going to change. Um, it's, it's very rarely a straight line. One example of this is if you were to be doing Facebook ads. With Facebook ads, it's really important to do testing. 
to ensure that you're effective with your end result that you're wanting. And they have a variety of different end results these days. But if it's as simple as um, getting likes on your Facebook page or directing people to a website, well, you would want to test two or three different target markets or populations to see who responds. And you can even go into very specific data points where you look at the imagery you're using and the CTA, the call to action, and the uh, different descriptions you use. I mean, you can, you can do testing over and over again, and that's really what a lot of bigger companies do um, to help with their ROI, return on investment, is that they're always testing. So you might not have a huge budget, but with the Facebook ads, you can test. And you can even just do a simple um, A-B test and you spend $10 on each one and you just see, well, what performs better. And you take that information and then you go forward. So uh, I, I feel like, um, okay, now I'm, I'm feeling here like it's so important to understand that there's more tools at your disposal than ever before to hone in on the results and outcomes you want. But the foundation comes from you. It comes from you. Um, this is what I help clients with. If, if there's anything here that you're looking for more strength with or you need more clarity with and I'm resonating with you, you can check out um, more information on my website, mollymccord.online, including how to work with me. I don't work with a lot of clients at once, but um, I, I like to say that because I'm not one of those people who is going to spread myself thin. I, I really work with people that I know I can uh, support and help. So please check that out on my website. Uh, how to work with me because I want I feel like we don't get enough validation or information to understand what's happening in your business because what's happening in your business is what's happening within you and that's actually the takeaway for this show that I want, you know, maybe you'll think about that in the next week or so. Okay, what's happening in my business is what's happening within me. What's happening within me is what's happening within my business. Connected. Always connected. It's interrelated. And you'll have these aha moments and these understandings, you know, because your block, your blocks, hurdles, challenges show up. So do your successes and your wins and your breakthroughs. So I'm going to leave it at that, I think, for this week's show because I don't want to keep talking um, anymore after sharing all this with you. Feel free to go back and listen to previous episodes if you want. This might just be the sixth or seventh episode. And, of course, listen to this one again, too, if you need to. Um, I don't know about you, but when I listen to something two or three times, I get something different out of it each time or I hear something that I didn't hear the first time. So you're certainly welcome to do that with this free podcast, and I hope that it helps guide you with exactly what you need right now. And getting back to the boneyard thing, um, I've just seen this too with people 
who are understanding that, you know, it's like the wheels are turning into a new direction. The wheels are, it's like the wheel is churning and it's meant to move you forward and you can get so stuck just looking at the boneyard instead of understanding that you are not one of those bones, like you are not dead, you are alive. Come back to yourself, come back to the pulse in your heart and to what inspires you and and why you even started this in the first place because you're going to get new information and new answers and that is going to guide you forward as you create the next thing, next book, next project, next idea, next vision, whatever it might be for you. And when you make the connection between your business is personal and your personal world is in your business, it helps elevate you. It really does because then you feel much more powerful and in control of it all. So thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back here next Monday for the next episode. And I wish you a beautiful week ahead, friends. And be sure and check out my website, mollymccord.online, for even more resources, videos, and information. Take good care. Bye-bye.